Say it again. Fred, say, say it again. Is root beer based on a root? Hold on. <laughs> okay. Frataloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. <laughs> yep. Brings you Garage Logic number 497 on this snowy day, November 12, 2020. It was 65 degrees on this day in 2001, and four below was the low in 1966. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Uh, Dan writes, come on, man. Why are you talking about letting the sun melt your snow? No, you as the mayor should use every opportunity possible to burn hydrocarbons and loosen up cylinders. Come on, man, Dan. Well, Dan, let me set the record straight. I uh, did practice space management. I went out yesterday uh, to unfurl the flag that was up because of Veterans Day. I saw the wind caught it, but I was all set to uh, shovel or get the snowblower out. When to my amazement, I took a gander and the sun had done 98% of the work. So all I had to do was uh, clear off a few areas where the sun didn't reach, and I did that by hand. But yes, I practiced space management, and it looks like I will have to again today. Sounds like you did some tidying up. Tidied up, tidied up. The whole point of space management, remember, remember, is to maintain space which means shoveling to the very edges, snowblowing to the edge. If you give in, if you say, ah, what's another foot? By the time March 1st hits around here, you got a goat trail. You have but to maintain your edges. A true pro, you have to throw that snow, the first snow of the season, as far as possible. Because Absolutely. Because you have to make room for future piles. That's right. But the point is, you got to get edge to edge. You maintain the space. Edge edge, That's why baby. it's called space I management. That's right. After That's my, uh, right. After my lengthy commute in and knowing the, the work that I'm oh, going to have to do go. when I get home, <laughs> um, I'm stopping at the Fratelloni's Ace Hardware in Eden Prairie. Uh, yep. My driveway is approximately 20 feet by 40 feet. Yep. What am I going to need? Just a two-stroke? No, a single stage. Single stage. The old single stage. Now, every GLer hearing this is going, you dumb idiot, get a two-stage. Okay. But he doesn't have enough space for a two-stage. He doesn't need it. And I also have the long sidewalk that runs parallel to my yard in which the kids use to get to school every day. You need the big bastard then. Well, well if you're going to go down the block, you might as well get the big two-stage. If you're going to go down the block... Yeah, I do. I be, I'm going to have to go down the block and then around to I get to the neighbor's portion oh, of the yeah. sidewalk. You need a two-stage. So I need a two-stage? Yeah. All right. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you, you, need, you need the most modest of two-stages. All right. Oh, no. No, you don't. Oh, no, Kenny, no, you're, no. You know, along with space management and cylinder index comes some sort of cylinder responsibility. No. Not no, only no. to our Mother Earth, but to our pocketbooks. <laughs> no. Why use 10 horsepower when 30 will do the job way better? <laughs> that's, that's cylinder index uh, tasking priority. 
Why use one chainsaw when you can involve two lawn tractors and three chainsaws? All right. Yes. When in doubt, throttle out. All right, Mike, throttle I'm up. stopping in later this afternoon, early this evening. You got one out near you, a frats? Yeah, Eden Prairie. It's on my way yep. home. Yeah, you'll be lucky if they have any after this snowfall. Oh, don't say that. Are you serious? Call ahead and say you want one. Tell right. them who you are. You're right. a big shot. I'm shutting my mic. Tell them who you are. I'll be on the phone. No, you're not. You're going to be I would right. just call Fratelloni directly if I were you. <laughs> hey, Mike, here's yeah. the deal. Yeah, yeah. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. you. Mayor, I had to travel down to Mankato and back Tuesday evening during the peak of the snowstorm that befell Garage Logic this week. With traffic significantly slower by the weather, my time behind the wheel exceeded the length of Tuesday's podcast. As I struggled to keep a straight line while eastbound on Highway 19, I put on episode 284 to lift my spirits as I careened, mostly in control, along the slippery back roads. Episode 284 aired on 12 December 2019 featuring an in-studio guest appearance by Stephen C. Anderson, during which John Height and Stephen got down. For my money, it was the best episode of the GL podcast to date, and given all the white stuff on the ground, the music was a perfect complement to my surroundings and the lovely reminder that we are approaching the holiday season again. Despite the restrictions and unending emergencies of COVID, I'm wondering if it would be possible for another GL Jam session featuring the talented duo once again. Not sure how you would go about that, but I'm doubt, I, I doubt I'm the only GLer. I doubt that I'm not the only GLer who would enjoy an encore performance by Stephen C. and newsman Johnny Height. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, all the best and good luck, John and New Prague. I mean Frank in Alberta. Well, we just looked that up, Frank. <laughs> Uh, episode 284, 12 December 2019, and we uh, we we agree with you that it was terribly enjoyable. And uh, absent arranging a, a second appearance by Stephen C, uh, joined by Johnny, because we still have some strange rules about guests. Uh, literally in the Hubbard building. Isn't that correct, Chris? Correct, yes. Uh, absent absent that getting solved, and it, the COVID news is certainly not getting any brighter. It's getting darker by the moment. Uh, absent a live appearance by Stephen C., we, uh, closer to Christmas, will play uh, bits and pieces of episode 284. How's that? Nice. I like that idea. I'll save this. I'll save this I think there. we played Christmas Time is Here from I think the, it did too. the Peanut Special, and it was wonderful. Well, well, I mean, his not part that I was, was wonderful. Yeah, just his... it was fun. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean that to sound the way it sounded. Well, there's there's nothing he can't play for God's sakes. Oh I mean, yeah, he's wonderful. He's wonderful. uh, he's big time. Now, where did I just see it? Oh, for need Pete's a dual sake. partner for gigs. I don't know. I know. I think we asked him once. Did he ever play in a rock and roll band? I, I don't he know. He said yeah, right? He said yeah. He probably has. He probably yeah. has. He probably has. Uh, just a moment. Ooh, this one looks nice. This is a nice snowblower. I'm going to probably get this one. Reavers. <laughs> Reavers. Yeah. Yeah. I want you guys, it's, this is a constant struggle for me. You guys Plan need to pay attention. Joe, quiet for a second here. Oh, see what I mean? Oh. I can't even. <laughs> see what I mean? <laughs> spend, spend a thousand or more. Spend a thousand. Toro Power Max. Ooh, boy. Two stage. Electric start, Kenny? Do I want electric start? Yeah. Oh, hell okay. yes. Hell yes. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell, you just tell me job. when you're done. I'll, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll be, I'll be more show. than accommodated. Take the reins here. Laser <laughs> <laughs> <Boss. laughs> focus, boss. 
What, what's on your computer screen now? Um, the log for our spot. Oh, sure it is. <laughs> Mr. Mayor, I was walking out of a restaurant on Veterans Day after having lunch. You can say the name of the establishment if you like. Red Robin in Apple Valley. I saw something that literally surprised me so much that I had to do a double take and go back into the restaurant to confirm that my eyes were not playing tricks on me. It was a missing man table by the door with a Bible sitting in the middle of the table. I have attached a picture and it feels it deserves a good old-fashioned GL ray of hope. Keep pushing back, Steve, in West Lakeland Township. That is incredible. There is a table set for veterans at Red Robin yesterday. Wow. Uh, that, that was a, that's a handsome gesture. That is a handsome gesture. It's the empty uh, uh, bowl and plate with the silverware and a Bible and American flag and a rose on the table, and it's called the Missing Man Table. And there's some there's some description about the Missing Man Table, but the uh, typeface is too small for me to read it. But geez, that was a nice. Uh, uh, Steve went in uh, back in and took a picture. That was a really nice touch uh, for for Veterans Day. Uh, Johnny Height and I were conversing uh, before the start of the show, and uh, whether we like it or not, it's hard to avoid that uh, COVID-19 uh, is becoming even more problematic and uh, more significantly in the news with each passing day. Uh, national news sites have had a bit of sport with our own governor's new restrictions. Uh, they they've apparently find it humorous that Walsh has advised. Here, I'll turn to the page. Fox News printed this. Uh, for Thanksgiving, the governor points out that eating and drinking increases risk of transmission, as well as talking loudly and singing. It seems like these things shouldn't be as risky or elevated, but what we're seeing is that they do do that. So for Thanksgiving, not only are we encouraged to be outside, did you realize that? Yeah, you got to be outside. Which is tough in this climate. Uh, in fact, there was a big piece in the Wall Street Journal yesterday about the COVID outdoor winter and how people are really packing their backyards with with heaters and uh, solo stoves and hot lights and whatnot to stay outside. Again, that might be fine if you live in uh, Arkansas. Yeah, Yeah, but it's a little tough here. Uh, But it seems that uh, even even when we're inside now, uh, no talking loudly and no singing. But you know what? I jokingly said San Diego, but what your guy already put the ban on Thanksgiving. He was one of the first governors to do so. Newsom. Yeah. He didn't, ban, he didn't ban Thanksgiving. He insisted it should be held outside, which is not going to be. He'll, he'll be ignored, roundly ignored. Right. It's silly. But uh, that's where he cra- uh, called for it. Uh, the new restrictions also target private gatherings beginning Friday, tomorrow. There will be a 10-person limit for indoor and outdoor gatherings, and all social gatherings will be limited to three households or less, including the host. You think seeing your brother-in-law or sister-in-law at an outdoor patio setting, socially distanced, poses very little risk. As Director Erisman would say, that poses less risk, but not no risk, Governor Walls said. Which brings up an interesting philosophical and ideological question for all of us as Americans. Are we to champion there being absolutely no risk? 
staff? I don't. Anyone? I don't understand. What do you mean no I risk? I don't understand. Well, listen to uh, uh, what's uh, Director Ayersman's first name? Is it Jan? Chris, isn't it? Chris, Chris Ayersman. Chris. And she's yeah. the, uh, uh, let's find out what Chris is. We should know that. She's in the news uh, every day. Uh, I think Chris is with the Department of Health. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, somebody could help me, but you're all I'm sitting looking. there like morons. I'm looking. I'm looking. Almighty. Jan Hersman. Jan <laughs> Hersman. Oh. Jan. Keep it up. Uh, well, she's Keep she's it with up. the Department of Health. want to get replaced so, oh. by golf carts. <laughs> I, I got it. Chris Ersman is the Infectious Disease Director of the Minnesota Department of Health. Thank you. There we go. You're now, let's, let's repeat this uh, question and give it some serious thought. You think seeing your brother-in-law or sister-in-law at an outdoor patio setting, socially distanced, that that poses very little risk? This is the governor talking. Okay. As Director Ersman would say, that poses less risk, but not no risk. It seems to me the clear implication is that he believes that we are to experience no risk. Yeah, yes. Zero that's, risk. Uh, yes, that is clear. It, and that's, that's impossible. It's impossible. It's, first of all, again, ideologically and philosophically, well, that's not the American way. I have to bait you. Yep. Here comes the hook with yep. the minnow on it. Yep. Wouldn't when... COVID crises are skyrocketing now and we have actually, in fact, almost run out of beds. Right. Wouldn't that be the best thing to do? It seems like it would be. Strive for no risk? Yeah. For at least the next four to six weeks. Okay. I prefaced all this. You apparently, none of you are listening carefully. No, I'm just, you know. I preface this by saying... This presents an interesting ideological and philosophical look right. at this. Yeah. That we, we what we have now is the governor uh, endorsing the idea that we citizens should be seeking a no risk life experience. And that's that's not practical. I'm sorry. I, I get that we're we're no, but it's listen, not practical. Guys. He's not enforcing that, is he? He's just throwing it out there, isn't he? No, but I think it gives us a look into the mindset of the of the people attempting to control this. I, I don't know how they've gotten to a point where they think no risk is what we should be achieving. So let's say you all stay in your home, right? We all stay in our homes. Yep. Well, but that means the grocery store delivery guy, if he comes to your house, I guess he gets to face a risk. Well, he drops it on the step. He doesn't come in. We don't t- talk to oh, him. Oh, I, I invite out. him in and we sing. No, but he's still <laughs> out and about. <laughs> Please don't sing, Joe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I guess the, the, the problem that I continue to have with this is the likes of Walls, and he's not alone, but the, the, the parallel rail that you always talk about that they're living in, yeah, they're, they're, they can hunker down. They don't have to go up because, A, they haven't been furloughed. They haven't taken a pay cut. They can sit at home 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We can't. Well, right Walls, Walls, Walls right is not, not sitting at home. Uh, he goes in every day. But you're right. These people are in no threat of losing a job. Of course not. And this right. notion of we're all in this together is complete oh, garbage. I would never destroy 
uh, anyone's yard sign. But I, I just get livid when I see these signs that say we're all in this together. No, we're yeah. not. No, we're not. The no, political not class is not in this. They're not in it. They have their own rail. They're going to get their get, jobs are guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Melvin Carter is proposing two new offices for you know a hundred grand each or whatever. I'll, I'll get to that later. <laughs> the point is, I think that's a fascinating. I think it's a fascinating thing for Americans to attempt to get their their head around uh, that. Dir- Director Ayersman would say, you know. If you see your brother-in-law or sister-in-law in an outdoor patio setting and they're socially distanced, you think that poses very little risk. Well, Dr. Uh, Director Ayersman said that poses less risk, but not no risk. I, I, think it's, uh, I think it's reasonable to conclude that the mindset of the Walls Brain Trust is trying to achieve no risk. And I, I don't think you can get there. But yeah, um, again, I only see it as advising. I don't see it as if he enforces it and says you can't go see your family, uh, you can't do what 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 the hell you want to do. Then I'm going to be you know on the front lines here yelling and screaming. But as long as it's just this and it's for the next four weeks, John, how come you're not in on this discussion? You were the one arguing about it before this we started. Well, I think what he's probably just saying, or she, I'm sorry, Chris, uh, Ayersman is saying, and they're trying to get as close to that as possible, but I think they know they can't without actually, like Kenny said, uh, making it a law that you can't get together. I I don't think it's philosophically, I understand what you're saying, Joe, but I don't think they actually think they're going to get there. Let me try one more time. Here we go. I I just want to go on record as saying Johnny's answer was better than mine. Thank you, Johnny. (laughs) Thank you. Let me me try one more time. Well, you can keep fishing, but I'm not biting. I don't care if you do. I I have a larger audience than you. So you just sit up there in your little hellhole laundromat, wherever the hell you are, and eat your meatloaf. Wow. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try one more time. Right, I personally okay. find it. I personally find it astonishing that the American psyche has has always had risk as part of our lifespan. Uh, yes. it, it's, it's given our freedoms and, and, and the great achievements of this country, they've all come by taking risk. Now, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about risks now as a, as a dynamic that has nothing to do with a disease. But, yeah. taking, but taking risks is what, and I'm not, again, for all you euphorians who listen, but you can't tell your neighbors, I'm not suggesting that you flaunt Restrictions. I'm not suggesting you you do like some of these morons do, who get angry and go cough in people's faces. That behavior's oh. criminal, oh. as far as I'm concerned. I'm not suggesting any of that. I'm suggesting that to take risk out of the American life experience is a very new and novel concept that might very well, and I'm not accusing Walls of, of doing this consciously, might very well be an important cog in the development of the mystery Hmm. we don't i don't want to live a risk-free life i'm talking about risk as a dynamic in 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 our life experience i'm not talking about not doing everything 
wise to prevent catching COVID. I'm on board that we have to be careful. I'm on board that if a store requires me to wear a mask, I'm wearing it. I'm on board with social distancing, and I'm on board with staying out of indoor rooms full of people. I get it. I get it. But I think that Ayersman's quote, and I might be making too much of it, but to say, well, you know, if you take all these precautions, that's less risky, but it's still not no risk. We are not a no-risk country. But I think, and here's where I disagree with what you're saying. If you're saying, yes, Americans live with risk, we go to the moon, we know there's a risk. There's no, there's no gain from, from the other risk, unless you want to eat with your brother and sister-in-law. You know, <laughs> I, I, what, is the, what is the gain from that, 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 we're, that we're taking the American condition and changing it by saying that? Because I think that if you can... If you can apply no risk to this situation, I can easily see no risk getting applied to a variety of life experiences. Hmm. That's where I think the mystery comes in. I, I agree with you. There's nothing to be gained by flaunting any wise counsel regarding this illness. So what you're saying is if we're giving them an inch, they're going to take a mile? Is That's that your- it. Yes, yes. To introduce the idea that the American experience should be risk-free is, I think, where this is going. And it's very part and parcel to, uh, you know, the equality of outcomes, for example. It's, uh, th- this could be lifted from the pages of the failed academy. This could be lifted from the pages of the decline of moral and ethical integrity. This could, now, again, I'm not saying that Erzman is not a moral and ethical woman. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying to introduce the very idea that risk itself is to be avoided. I can easily see that that could get morphed into virtually everything else that takes place in life. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. That's all I'm saying. Got it. Yeah. Like wear a helmet when you're walking to your car. That kind of thing? <laughs> well, I, I see kids wearing helmets playing badminton. No, you do not. I have. A, a kids across the street a couple of years ago had helmets on playing badminton. Wow. Yeah. Were they making fun of you? <laughs> I wasn't the one wearing the helmet. <laughs> well, yeah, I was, you know, maybe they're subtle. Right. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's interesting how we adapt. You know, there, it, it there might have been people who scoffed at first when people started wearing helmets when they rode their bicycle. But we've grown to accept that that makes perfect sense. In fact, I know a guy who's a long-distance motorcyclist, has traveled the entire country numerous times, doesn't wear a helmet on his motorcycle, but wears a helmet when he rides his bicycle. What? He thinks he's more in danger riding a bicycle than he is a motorcycle. Hmm. Yeah, it just it's a, that's off topic. I know, okay. but I'm uh, I, I'm saying it's uh, I, I'm saying these this could morph into something good, or it could morph into something bad. The idea that we should be risk averse, uh, 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 you know, as I say, when the bicycle helmets first appeared on the scene, I suppose there were doubters. Now I I certainly want my little girls to wear a helmet if they're on their bike. Yeah, I was a doubter at first, but now I want my boys to wear it when they ride yeah. their bike. Yeah, you're not. So you're not risk adverse when it comes to. COVID then, but you are, but you're saying we shouldn't be, but you are. No, you still missed the point, Kenny. I've addressed this on a higher plane. Yeah, I know. I'm not talking about illness and being risked. I'm not saying you should do to get sick. I understand this, but their risk and their reference here is all about COVID. It has nothing to do with anything else. And this is a global 
pandemic that has changed the world. And I get that. That's why I said. That's why I said. You don't have to repeat yourself. (laughs) Well, I I do because you don't seem to get your arms around it. What I'm suggesting is this will be seen in other areas of life. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm saying you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Can't you easily see... uh, well, let me, I mean, let me think of some... some Give me something as serious as COVID, and, and then maybe I'll agree with you. No, no, I'm not... Because you're, you're I'm a risk taker. On... No, you know I'm a risk taker, and you okay. know that... You know how I feel about businesses, how they should be open, and you know everything, but I think you're purposely talking in circles here. And, and I, I understand I think it's a higher plane. I, I, know, I know everything about where you're coming from here. I okay. understand it. Let's get but to I this think point. This is a one. Oh, you're breaking up a little. Let's get to this point. What if the okay. government says no boating when the wind exceeds 23.5 miles an hour? That's not comparable. It is because they would say it's too risky. You could be in danger. <laughs> John, you could drown. I think. Yeah, I think that's a stretch to make that analogous to what we're everything about that here. we think has been a stretch. We have watched come true. That's true. There, well, there's yeah. another point in your favor. Absolutely. Everything we, th- it was a stretch, twenty years ago to say that voting was getting ruined. Well, it ain't a stretch no more. Well, well, but not everybody would agree with that statement. Either. I know. I know. So, I, know. I I'm going to trust that unlike you dunces, <laughs> that the, <laughs> the the listeners are are at least might have a a grasp of what i'm what i'm suggesting i think we have a grasp and the the point we're trying to make to you is you're wrong why are there speed limits oh joe see that's really not analogous i I don't you know what they're doing in st paul and minneapolis they're going down at all times speed limit it's going to 25 well then it's going to be 20 and then it's going to be, you can own a car, but you can't drive it. You just have to push it so you're not going any faster than a pedestrian. If, in fact, You guys John laugh. I... Everything we've said is going to be screwed up. It's screwed up. If we agree with you, will you take a break so yeah. I can take a bathroom break? <laughs> I really have to go. You go ahead, but not before I tell you that uh, Tim Bloom and his daughter, Kaylin, were up my house last night. Picked up my scooter. Oh, yeah, that's right. My scooter's back now at EcoFun for winter storage, tune-up. In fact, there was a a recall on my Yamaha, and he said, give me that recall notice. We'll take care of it as long as that's still out there. You don't want to wait and have have to pay for that yourself. And I said, here it is. I kept that. So he took that. (laughs) Excuse me. Wow. I think everything should be open and we should be at I never, by rest. the way, by the I way, Kenny, by the way, face. by the way, I never said everything should be open. I've never mentioned that. I've never mentioned oh, that. that was, I guess that was probably me. That was you. <laughs> little. In, in any event, me. in any event, Tim Bloom has a great deal right now at EcoFund Motorsports. You can bring your rig there yourself, or in my case, you could, like I did, you can give him a call, and he came and picked it up, and now it's... Uh, for 229 bucks, I get the winter storage and a tune-up in the spring and the oil change and the whole deal. Most scooter brands run 229 bucks. Electric bikes you'll store for 209 bucks. That includes the spring tune-up and the battery maintenance. Motorcycles, just so long as he has room, 
150 bucks for storage and battery maintenance. That was a real nice thing that somebody just did there. And uh, a spring tune-up on the motorcycles at 20% off normal labor rates. As I say, you can begin uh, bringing your bikes there now, or in, uh, if it's too inconvenient uh, to drive there, then you give them a call and they'll arrange to pick your rig up. And uh, remember, great sales on now, too, at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake right on Highway 61. The electric bikes are on sale. The scooters are on sale. The winter recreational equipment is coming in every day. Clothes, apparel, and great service department. Great people at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61. Where else? In downtown Forest Lake. (coughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Here's a man that's not obtuse. Joe Souchere. <laughs> but first, <laughs> Scoot Over Body Works and Glass in Shoreview is fire. That's what my nephews say when something is really nifty. Uh, they're a one-stop family-owned third-generation body shop, the sole sponsor of Positive uh, Thursday here at GL. Uh, Mike Schoonover is on the line. And, Mike, I've been wanting to ask you something. How are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. <laughs> what's, what the what's hell is new, this rural stuff? I'm guessing uh, from what I'm seeing around the traffic cams right now, Mike, you are about to be really, really busy. I'm seeing people on their phones, in their car, on the side of the road, in the ditch, everywhere around the metro right now. You know, Kenny, Dad used to call this stuff white gold, and... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's that time of year where, uh, you know, body shops uh, get a little bit busier because of the road conditions. So we're, uh, you know, we're, we'll be ready for it. We're, we're, we're born ready for this. So if you're parked on the road right now waiting for the tow truck, uh, what's your next or your first step? What do you do here? Stay in your car, number one, be safe. Uh, but just uh, call us, call a tow truck, call uh, call anybody. But uh, just just let your insurance company know or the tow truck know that you want the car brought here, and and uh, we'll we'll help take care of it. You know. Can we you get know, online we're, estimates uh, oh, nowadays? Can we get online estimates nowadays? Oh yeah, I mean this is the time of year to do it. I mean, uh, I run around Minneapolis, St. Paul, and and visit people and write estimates. Uh, they do them online. We you know remember we have the free pickup and delivery, so. Whether it be a COVID concern or uh, weather, you know, cold weather concern, you know, we'll we'll help folks uh, get their car serviced or fixed or whatever they need. I want the record to show that when I asked Mike a question, he said, "Oh yeah, boy." <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you obviously uh, love what you do, and you when you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. If you need glass, service, body work, buy a GL Gold Standard crew. Schoonover Body Works and Glass is the place in Shoreview. They've been doing it for 80 years, always rated as one of the most nifty body shops in the metro. When it comes to body shops, our choice here at Garage Logic, SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Thanks, Mike. Hey, fellas. Have a great day. Thanks, Mike. See you, brother. I, I think it's peculiar to Minnesota. That on a day like today, you can drive around and think nothing of seeing an entire fender on the side of the road. Nope. Isn't, yeah. that, isn't yeah. that amazing? So, or a bumper, yes. a complete bumper, yeah. a whole or wheels. Yeah. Boys, yes. boys, boys, I yeah. saw two coming here. You know, 
You know what they actually call them? Fascia. It's just just junk that falls off. You could drive around and load up the bed of a pickup truck and put (laughs) a a whole car together. Yes, absolutely. You could make a car. Absolutely, you could. (laughs) Here's John Height in the newsroom. Thank you, uh, uh, Mr. Risk Taker. This uh, update is brought to you, you by still Fred don't Loney's. get it, do you, you morons? <laughs> it's not that we don't get it. We think you don't get it. I get it. So. <laughs> well, I get I, it. well, you can get it. <laughs> this update brought to you by Fred Loney's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. Uh, the uh, weather uh, wreaking some havoc on the roads yesterday and today. As of this recording, a multi-vehicle pileup has shut down Interstate 94 in both directions near Monticello. All this happened uh, after a crash that involved multiple cars. A semi-truck in the area caught fire, uh, sent up large plumes of smoke nearby. Now, the last time I looked on Twitter, uh, both sides closed at Monticello, both eastbound and westbound, 94. And then yesterday, following the snowstorm, icy road conditions caused dozens of crashes. According to the State Patrol, 83 crashes from 7.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Wednesday. Five of those crashes involved injuries, and one caused serious injuries, and reports of 54 spin-outs and one jackknife semi-truck. All of this on Wednesday morning, before this morning's mess. One other not good weather-related incident. A man was taken to a hospital Wednesday morning after he was hit by a vehicle while blowing snow in St. Augusta. The Stearns County Sheriff's Office said it was notified a man may have been run over by a truck at 9.52 in the morning. Authorities responded, found several people helping the injured man, identified as 62-year-old Scott Nockenmuse. The Sheriff's Office said Nockenmuse had been blowing snow in his driveway when his wife began to move the truck in the driveway. As she was backing the truck, her foot slipped, hit the accelerator. Oh, no. Oh, oh, goodness. Causing it to jolt down the driveway and hitting her husband. He was taken to the hospital for further treatment of what the sheriff's office called significant injuries. The crash remains under investigation. Is he going to be okay, John, do we know? Well, all they're reporting is significant injuries. Got it. So we don't know. Uh, starting off, uh, there's a lot of uh, election and COVID news today, folks, because uh, that's basically all there is at this point. Yep. COVID news, Dr. Anthony Fauci says he doesn't think the United States will need to go into lockdown to fight the coronavirus if people double down on wearing masks and social distancing. He said today on Good Morning America on ABC, help is really on the way. He said vaccines being developed are going to have a major positive impact once they start being deployed. He says he hopes by April, May and June, the ordinary citizen in the U.S. should be able to get a vaccine. Texas on Wednesday became the first state with more than 1 million confirmed COVID-19 cases. California also closing in on that mark. Uh, in Here in Minnesota, today, Thursday, the Minnesota Department of Health reported 39 new deaths from COVID-19, as well as a record-breaking 7,228 newly reported positive COVID-19 tests. That number of 39 deaths follows a record set yesterday of 56 deaths being reported. So far, 2,793 people have died from the coronavirus in Minnesota. Uh, to date, 12,443 COVID-19 patients had been hospitalized in Minnesota. Uh, and around us, North Dakota and South Dakota, uh, both running out of hospital beds. 
At-home saliva tests are now available to all Minnesotans. According to the Department of Health, the at-home saliva tests are available to all Minnesotans following a trial run in 24 counties that began last month. MDH says any person who wants to get tested with or without symptoms can have tests sent to their home at no cost. Officials are asking that everyone who wants to get tested do so. However, they are particularly urging people in the 18 to 35-year-old age group to get tested. Number of people seeking U.S. unemployment benefits fell last week to 709,000, a still high level, but the lowest figure since March, a sign, according to the experts, that the job market might be slowly healing. However, those experts are hoping it remains true despite the coronavirus numbers. As colder weather sets in, they fear the virus will escalate. Consumers may turn more cautious about traveling, shopping, dining, and visiting gyms, barbershops, and retailers. They think companies in many sectors could end up cutting jobs or workers' hours. Last week's new apps for unemployment was down from 757,000 the previous week. A man who says he's a supporter of President Trump attacked an older couple displaying a political sign on a White Bear Lake street corner. Swinging a golf club at them and punching the man in the head, according to felony charges. 50-year-old Mark Ulsacker of Lino Lakes was charged in Ramsey County District Court with assault with a dangerous weapon, threats of violence, and assault of a police officer in connection with the attack and resisting arrest afterward. Don't you wish you could be around when something like that happens so you could just deck the moron? I absolutely do. Uh, Robert Bongard, who lives in the area, said he saw the sign, described it as being a large piece of plywood with a hand-painted message, Trumpers, thank God, in Greyhound, he's gone. Uh, That's a misquote, of course. The message echoes the lyrics of a Roy Clark country song, thank God and Greyhound, you're gone, from the viewpoint of a man saying good riddance to his girlfriend. Uh Aha. Bogard said the man and woman routinely go to that corner and have signs with political messages. The complaint says the husband and wife, ages 80 and 78, were among a group standing on the corner at Highway 96 and Centerville Road. The woman said she and her husband were waving the sign when Ulsacker pulled up next to them in his pickup and shouted vulgarity at them. He then got out of his truck, walked up from behind, and started swinging a golf club at their heads. You're a and real tough the man. guy. Yeah, he's a guy. tough guy. Did they get hurt, Jen? They did not, it looks like. The man got punched in the head, was treated for that. Uh, That's all. Real Uh, brave guy. He got in his truck. He was arrested because somebody took down his license plate number. Uh, When police got to his house, he fought with a cop that got there. Oh, he doubled down. That's an example. That's an example. And uh, a fellow has asked me for a definition, which will be coming up. That is an example right there of the center has not held. No. Yeah. Under questioning by police, he said he is a Trump supporter and he was angry about the sign. He said he did make the obscene gesture, swung a golf club, and kicked over the sign, but he said he didn't hit the man until the man came after him. Well, you know, you started it, you punk. (laughs) How can you be that angered by someone that's elected to office? Because the center has disappeared. And did you say the sign was something about Trumpers? It was Trumpers, right? Trumpers. Well, he's just playing right into their hands. What? What a? Oh. What an idiot! Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. What? The guy who made the sign or the attacker? The attacker. The attacker. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. You know. <laughs> I'll show them. Okay. Okay, there, Billy oh, Bob. God. Hold my beer. Oh. Right. Hold my oh. beer. 
The largest law firm representing the Trump campaign and its allies in post-election litigation challenging votes in key states has withdrawn from an election lawsuit in Maricopa County, Arizona. Associate Presiding Civil Judge Daniel Kiley granted Snell and Wilmer's request to withdraw as counsel a record for the Republican National Committee. And Snell and Wilmer partners Brett Johnson and Eric Spencer first moved to withdraw on Sunday, the day the case was filed. An evidentiary hearing is set for Thursday in the lawsuit, which the Arizona Secretary of State described as a case of grasping at straws in a statement to Reuters. Uh, I have a question here, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Or, or for the panel, I guess, here of Dum Dums. We are roughly, what, 68 days away from Inauguration Day? Is that right around there? Sure. Well, I'm not going to do the math. Okay, well, in we'll, any we'll, event, we'll figure that. we're nowhere near, I mean, the lawsuits have just begun, and we're nowhere near, I mean, Georgia announced yesterday they're just going to start recounting the votes by hand. What happens if everything's still tied up in litigation on January 20th? I have Georgia no answer will be, for you. Georgia will be done by the 20th. By January Friday. 20th. Oh, no, no, no. This Friday. by November 20th. Oh, yes, okay. that's when it has to be certified. And their Secretary of State said they will be done by then. Uh, and I believe eight of 11 lawsuits have already been uh, thrown out. So, okay. Well, I don't think we're going to have an issue. Got it. I, I don't think. I hope. That's just to. like your, your opinion, opinion, man. man. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, imagine this, this, okay, this is for your sake, Joe, this story. All right. I want you to I want you to explain this whole thing to me, okay? All right. I'll try, John. Imagine a world where you move around in your own personal sound bubble. Mm-hmm. It should be in that movie vi- guy's voice. Imagine a world. Imagine a world where you move around. In well, your I got news for you, also. If we could bubble. do that voice, we wouldn't be here right yeah. now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> doing a pod. Yeah. I'd be doing a podcast two days a week. Uh, you listen to your favorite tunes play loud computer games, watch a movie, or get navigation directions in your car, all without disturbing those around you. That's the possibility presented by Sound Beaming, a new futuristic audio technology from Novetto Systems, a company in Israel. On Friday, it'll debut a desktop device that beams sound directly to a listener without the need for headphones, and nobody else can hear the beaming. Huh? Uh, I don't know why well, you're asking me to explain this. You, I, well, I have you no idea. Do wear an earbud? You don't wear anything, Kenny. So what, what happens? What kind of voodoo is this? The uh, listening sensation straight out of a sci-fi movie, according to folks who have seen it work. The 3D system uh, sound is so close it feels like it's inside your ears while also in front, above, and behind them. Novetto expects the device will have plenty of practical uses, from allowing office workers to listen to music or conference calls without disturbing others to letting someone play a game, movie, so or music. What, yes, if my, what if my roommate is sitting in my lap? She's not going to hear she, my girlfriend not. talking to me in my ear? <laughs> that is twisted. Wow. That, that is weird. That, that, that is sick, John. That. that is really <laughs> sick prefer to leave that alone. The lack of headphones means it's possible to hear other sounds in the room clearly, too. So you could talk to, I guess, both your girlfriend and your significant other at the same time. Mm. The technology uses a 3D sensing module and locates and tracks the ear position, sending audio via ultrasonic waves to create sound pockets by the user's ears. Sound can be heard in stereo or a spatial 3D mode that creates 360-degree sound around the listener. 
The demo includes nature clips of swans on a lake, bees buzzing, and a babbling brook. But even the this is a long story, isn't it, John? It is. I, I'm just <laughs> waiting for somebody to explain to me how it works. Cause well, I, I think you can move it. on because it's a bunch of BS. B is it? I'm not oh, talking to anybody. How do you like that? Hey, John, one of the sounds that you can hear on that is... Um, yeah. yeah. Crickets, obviously. Yeah. Crickets. <laughs> TV. <laughs> pretty funny, Chris. <laughs> I have to laugh. Why can't you be that funny in the air? <laughs> yeah, why can't you? TV ratings for the election and its aftermath. Primetime coverage of the presidential election gave CNN a rare victory over Fox News Channel and made it the week's second most watched network overall behind NBC. CNN averaging 5.9 million viewers, Fox News Channel 5.7 million for its primetime programming beginning November 2nd. Now, Fox News Channel had been the most watched cable network 40 of the previous 41 weeks. NBC was first for the week, averaged 6.33 million viewers, helped in part by the Sunday night football game between New Orleans and Tampa Bay, which averaged almost 17 million. By the way, I attribute that CNN number to their graphics, because that's the entire reason why I watched uh, them that night, was their graphics are outstanding, and John King's really good. You like the magic board, do you? Oh, it's neat. When he he, highlights the state, then he breaks down every county. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Did you flip around at all, Chris? A little bit, yeah. Because pretty much they all had that. They all got the magic board. No, 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 not <laughs> like John move King. Counties around. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. good. Yeah, John's it, good at it, though. It's too much anxiety for me. I ended up watching The Curse of Oak Island on the History Channel. I couldn't take it. <laughs> I don't the worst know reality show ever made. I know, but I'm so addicted to it. But, but I, there's, I can't no, there, there's nothing. They keep digging a hole in the ground and find right. nothing. Right, it's so awesome. Yeah, it's is it, so awesome. Is it? I've never seen it. Is it a setup then to make you keep watching? Or yeah, oh, oh aren't, isn't that what TV is? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. never seen it. It's Bunch awful. of morons who think there's gold buried in some swamp in oh. Massachusetts. No, it's not. It's in <laughs> Nova Scotia. Well, same Close thing. Enough. Close enough. Close enough. It's up in that area up there in the Northeast. Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great review, Joe. Over there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's a cool story. This will. Uh, this will. Uh, we had a lot of COVID and election stuff. I even skipped some election stuff because, well, you know. Uh, anyway, this is a cool one. The National World War One Museum in Kansas City honored veterans with a special jump team that landed on the lawn of the Liberty Memorial Wednesday morning. Wow. The jumped. Jump team led by former Navy SEAL and Purple Heart recipient Ryan Birdman Parrot. The all-veteran parachute team tandem skydived onto the lawn. 20-person group featured a veteran from each war from World War II through the Afghanistan and Iraq wars. So what that means, of course, if you do the math, an older fella made the jump. World War II, 96-year-old Peter Bilskis. A former Army Air Corps Staff Sergeant in World War II. He hauls him around 96. in a wheelbarrow, doesn't he? Oh, but 96. wait a minute. Was he strapped to somebody else? Yes. Uh, in a tandem, yes. Yes. Yeah. Kenny, don't. <laughs> no, so. no. Kenny. No, whatever. No. I can't see him, but tell him no. Not he has any, an evil look on his face. Not right one now. of us four would do what he just did. <laughs> yeah. I forgot we were on camera. I haven't looked at the screen. Hi, Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. I've seen that look one too many times. Uh-huh. Uh, Mr. Parrot, the fellow they call the Birdman, capped off the jump with a symbolic World War One soldier and missing man base jump off the 217-foot Liberty Memorial. If you had problems with YouTube yesterday, you were not alone. 
YouTube crashed worldwide on Wednesday, causing videos to appear as though they had been removed from the site. To, uh, Team YouTube confirmed issues with the video website were preventing frustrated users from accessing glips. Uh, clips, excuse me. The glitch was apparently fixed around two hours later with Team YouTube uh, tweeting that all systems were back to normal. Uh, the website was struggling to load videos for many users, mostly in the United States. The Verge reported the outage appeared to be affecting other services too, including YouTube television. Uh, this would be a good time to ask Reavers about GL YouTube, but now oh, there you are. Chris. Yes, sir. Chris. John just did a story about YouTube yeah, being I was down listening. yesterday. Mm -hmm. What's the deal with the GL YouTube? We're building a YouTube platform thing. channel for all of us individually to have the ability to upload cool videos for the GL listeners, but then also an overriding platform of just specifically videos relating to the GL podcast. Does that make sense? It does. Does does it mean I could say D yes. Dylan and I could record a music video? We could yes. just throw it up there. Yes. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I've already recorded some stuff, but I'm, uh, as Joe Joe likes to use those ten dollars words, I'm reticent about posting it. Well, that's uh, because you know I've only been asking you guys to do that for about uh, oh I don't yeah. know two or three months. Yeah. So, I wouldn't uh, have the slightest idea how. No, the, yeah, you'll I, have to tell us how. Joe's video would be you know him recording the top of his head. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this bird. <laughs> may I interject something, John? What's John, that? May I, yes. you, I don't think you've covered this. It's Dr. Fauci who is suggesting that a lockdown is unnecessary, uh, but it's our own Dr. Mike Osterholm who's at, did you do that? No, I didn't. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, it's our own Dr. Mike Osterholm who is suggesting we need a six-week shutdown. So you have the yeah. these two yeah. uh, members now of Biden's team have a bit of different view of this. So I don't believe Fauci's on Biden's team, is he? Well, well he, if he is, and he will be. He will be, yeah. I would think. Assume. So yeah. who do we believe? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I, I have no idea. I just find it interesting that Fauci uh, is saying, eh, we don't really need a lockdown, and Mike is saying, yeah, we do. But I so. guess that's why I'm saying with, with two guys that are as smart as, smart as Fauci and Ulsterholm, and they're saying trust the science, well, that basically boils down to opinion. They'll get there, Chris. They'll, they'll work Chris, it out. The person we believe is the mayor and fireworks commissioner <laughs> of Garage Logic. That's right, yes. And if he says take a risk, even though he's not, damn it, we I take a risk. I didn't say take a risk, you... <sighs> don't Go forget, I'm also the flashlight king. Yeah, don't forget that part. <laughs> flashlight king, yeah. Uh, you guys know the naked cowboy is in Times Square? Oh, yeah. Not really. Yeah. Well, he's, if you don't know him, he's a fella who wears a cowboy hat and under underpants, basically, and has a guitar and just meets people and I guess gets tipped. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. But uh, somebody apparently tried to rip his tidy whities oh, off no. on time, in Times Square over the weekend. Video posted on social media shows a prankster run up and tug the famous dressed-down minstrel's skivvies in an attempt to make him live up to his name. He was performing for a small group of tourists, according to a YouTuber. Uh, the trickster pulled Burke, John, his real name, Robert Burke, excuse me, uh, Robert Burke, pulled him to the ground as he tried to strip him, footage shows. Burke told the Post, I saw him out of the corner of my eye. I was just singing a John Denver song. He wanted hmm. to just rip my underwear off, and I didn't want my bleep flipping around. It oh. scraped the hell out of my knee. Hmm. People around Burke that helped us. That is hilarious. 
Burke, people around Burke helped the stunned singer uh, up from the street. Uh, the dust-up came as people celebrated Joe Biden's election victory. Now, the naked cowboy is an avowed Trumper, uh, but the fellow who tried to pull the pants off, we don't know what his politics is. Oh, even the naked so cowboy. Jeez, do we have to know? Do we care? Right. No. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, in the midst of a particularly anxious day or a depressive episode, you know what will help you? Uh, alcohol? Exercise. Alcohol Exercise. Beer. Very good uh, workout. Thank you. Very good, Joe. Ironically, a new study finds forcing yourself to exercise may be the best thing to do if you're having problems mentally. Researchers at University College London conclude those with low aerobic and muscular fitness are twice as likely to experience depression. People who rarely exercise are 60% more likely to report feelings of intense anxiety over a seven-year follow-up period in the study done. The study authors examined data on almost 153,000 people from the ages of 40 to 69. Participants in particularly strong aerobic and muscular shape at the beginning of the study showed much better mental health seven years later than their less active peers. A person fishing in Egypt recovering after undergoing emergency surgery to remove a live goldfish that had become lodged in his throat and almost suffocated him. Wait a second. In his yes, how? The 40-year-old man arrived at the Beni Suif Specialized Hospital, which is about 150 kil- uh, kilometers south of Cairo. That's medical, medical staff who attended to the patient said he was unable to speak, was experiencing shortness of breath. Video of the procedure was recorded November 7th and shared online with local media. A 33-second video, a doctor is seen using one hand to pry open the man's mouth while trying to extract the fish with the other. (laughs) I saw the video. It's it's real. Local media reports claim the fish got stuck at the entrance of the man's windpipe. Now, you're wondering why it was there, Kenny. Thank you. you. Thank you. He was fishing, and he caught two fish apparently at once on two different poles. So he got the first fish off the pole, and then he suddenly saw he had a second one. So he put the first fish in his mouth to store it until okay. he could get the second fish huh. off the side. That's enough. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it. I can't take it. If you're going to make up a story, I think you can do a lot better than that. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> you're welcome. Why don't you take a timeout, Reaver, so I can start bitching at people? <laughs> You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Sitting around the Krabby Coffee Shop and all I hear is, get your buck, get your dough, get your <laughs> other dough. Uh, hey, were you the guys shooting last weekend uh, about a three dozen rounds at a deer that was obviously running 300 yards away? <laughs> 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 I swear I heard three different three different firearms shooting at the same deer that was obviously two miles out. Might be time to grab another box of long gun rounds from DKMags.com up on Old 8 in uh, New Brighton. They've got a pretty darn good selection of new and used firearms. Very competitive prices and the best staff around. And you know what? A pretty darn good website, too. DKMags.com. They can special order anything well if it's available they can special order it for you firearms magazines suppressors all the accessories including cartridges for you there uh, mr deadeye special orders like i said a good idea no problem that uh, actually my first 
my first uh, purchase from DK was a special ordered 12-gauge turkey annihilator. Uh, but I also have used their gunsmith. They do it all, uh, and they cover it all, hunting, sports, shooting, home and personal protection. They'll shuffle some pages if you need those. You can walk right in with all your papers and hand them to the counter guy, and he'll shuffle your papers for you. Uh, veterans, active service members, law enforcement officers, first responders, you get a discount just for being you. DKMags.com. Kenny, I have a question. You brought up something that I've always been curious about. If you're hunting yeah. with a guy or a couple of buddies... Hunting. Hunting, and uh, you all aim at the same deer, it goes down. Who is it paper, rock, scissors? How do you determine who uh, who actually shot the... Okay, I'm just going to go over back once. Through. What do you got, Joe? <laughs> Mr. Mayor, I'm wondering if you could take some time to explain to us what your definition of the center is, as you have talked recently about it not holding. I hold the conservative principles when it comes to politics and feel I can and should be reasonable when listening to and conversing with the other side. I don't, this, I don't think this makes me a centrist, but someone on the right who aims to be considerate and thoughtful. What concerns me when I hear people talk of the center is that they may be people who may not be willing to hold fast to core principles they strongly believe in. I don't believe this is you, but I am asking for some clarification. Thanks for your time, Chad and St. Cloud. Well, he's got me thinking because I've never really stopped to think. What is my definition of the center? Uh, so uh, here's my definition, and only mine. I'm sure volumes of, of uh, uh, books have been written about what constitutes the center. To me, the center merely means that you trust uh, both parties to never undermine uh, uh, sacrosanct American traditions and conventions. They might have different ways of legislating and might create different laws, but none of those laws attack the fundamental principles of individual freedom and the pursuit of happiness. So as a man in the middle, you're, you're reasonably happy with your comfort level in knowing that neither party is going to disrupt the essentials of American life. And so when the center is not holding, I, I would suggest to you that we have among us Mysterians who are attempting to undermine the basic principles of American life. End of story. Right. That's my definition of the center. All right. Could, you say, both, could you say both sides are uh, do undermine the center, or is it just something Mysterians do? I think both sides are capable of undermining the center. I think both sides are capable of it. Of course they are, yeah. Uh, neither party is what it was 50 years ago. Neither party is the same. How about the 20 Demi years ago? 20 years ago. Neither party is the same. Used to be able to reasonably understand what each party stood for and now there's no there's no rhyme or reason to what i think the greatest test we'll be watching is how far will biden allow himself to be dragged left by the by the progressives well not to mention you weren't looked at the same way from someone from the other side that you are now and i'm saying even 10 years ago that wasn't the case when the center held a guy didn't stop his truck and beat up two old people because they had a yeah. political opponent signed correct yeah. You just your your life was smoother than that. Will we ever see another Reagan Mondale again? Boy, it's hard to say. It's just hard to say. I I I don't know how you reestablish the center. Uh, you know, a guy like Pete Nigerian struck me as if anyone would be capable of taking a run at it, he would. Absolutely. Uh, he just he likes people. He doesn't care if they're left or right. He likes people. And he's a guy that doesn't need the money. 
no, entering politics. Right. Did right. you listen yesterday, John? I did, yes. Yeah. What would yeah. you think? Well, I thought he was great, and I, I agree. I think he would be somebody who could draw people back to a more central thing. Yeah, I think it, it, Kenny brought up Reagan. I think even in the 80s, you know, there was the big cliche is Tip O'Neill and Reagan always worked together great. Mm-hmm. And they had two very differing ideas of what mm-hmm. should happen, but they had no problem getting together and do it. That could never happen today. I don't no. see how. You know what I think might happen, though, too? Let, let's say it, it, it stands up, Joe Biden's our next president. You think Trump's going to run again in 2024? No. Because I do. No. Well, I, I, I don't I think don't. so. This gives the Republicans a chance to develop or recruit or find someone with maybe a Trump message, but who can deliver it. Uh, more acceptably. But I think what will end up happening is the narrative for the next four years will be that Trump had this election stolen from him, that it's not, it wasn't a real outcome. That's what I, that's what I think will end up happening. Both Republicans and Democrats are finding no fraud of significance. No, neither party is finding any fraud of significance. What were we going to say, Jim? He has, though, started a pack. Trump has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and why would he do that if he didn't have some something in mind uh, going forward. And he's soliciting funds for it. Uh, the funds that he's soliciting uh, to fight the election, apparently he can only use about 40% of those to fight the election. The rest goes into his pack to do whatever he wishes with. Well, I have a prediction for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biden's going to be 78 by the time he's inaugurated. Is that right? Yep. And Trump, if he ran again, he'd have to run as a uh, 77-year-old. I think he's 73. Correct, yeah. 77-year-old. I think that Biden is the last of the old white men who will ever hold office. Mm, I think that's pretty solid. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you know, it'll be more people of color, or women, uh, younger men. Uh, I think this is it. This is the last hurrah for the careerist, not that Trump was a career politician, but uh, certainly Biden has been. I think this is the last hurrah for that school of uh, of delivering candidates to the presidency. But I the think ol- this is it. But but would term limits, the lack of term limits, allow that? Because we're always going to have the the lifetime politicians. Well, yeah, term limits for the president. Um, I think he chose right okay. for the president. Well, term limits would have to be brought about by legislation, and these people right. in the on why the third rail, why would no. they surrender their power? No, they'll change it to lifetime. Yeah, yeah, that's what they'll do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Attention, food based. You guys are always raving about the Grunhofer's meatloaf, and as of late, plugging the free range turkey. This got me wondering: could a guy make a turkey meatloaf? with stuffing, and maybe a cranberry glaze. Wait a minute. A quick look on the web brought me to this, and then he linked me to a Thanksgiving turkey meatloaf recipe. Now, that's what dreams are made of, he writes. I wonder if Grunhoffers would consider creating their own take on this. If 2020 has taught me anything, we need to live our lives like there's no tomorrow. Good luck, Tyler Morehouse in Moorhead. No, I mean Bruce in Albuquerque. (laughs) (laughs) And then Sherry Blair. Do you recall Sherry, our gal who lives in the RV? Wait, wait, wait. wait. She She was the one that cooked it on the, uh, the engine block, right? That's right. Yep. 
Joel, this is Sherry from the RV in Isle, but now in Oklahoma. Oh, I mean, this is Maggie May from Texas. I've been catching up on the podcast, and I hear you broke your wife's vase. I look forward to hearing how that turned out. Quiet, Sherry. I just cooked my last Grunhofer's meatloaf. That vase thing worked out just fine. Uh I just cooked my last Grunhofer's meatloaf, now that I know how to use the oven. And my goodness, as we all know by now, it is delicious. I made a run before I moved down here, and I just wish I had more freezer space. Can't wait to see the expansion when I get back up there. I also picked up a pushback sign at DK Mags before I left. Photo attached. Makes me feel at home. Keep up the great work and tell the knuckleheads hi and keep pushing back. Take Take care, Sherry Blair. So there's two uh, round, uh, soundly. Uh, what's the word I want? What are the, what are those things called when somebody uh, praises the product? Testimonials. Testimonials. Oh, two testimonials minutes. for that Grunhofer. <laughs> yeah, I got that timer going. Two testimonials. This is show content. These emails from listeners. Uh, two testimonials for Grunhofer's meatloaf. Uh, Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats in Hugo. And yes, the uh, free-range turkeys are available now, and you may call in your order. It's two ninety nine a pound, 651-426-2800. And then when you're there, that's when you'll pick up the meatloaf, the brats, the Philly patties, the rookie burgers, the thick-cut bacon, the double-smoked ham, and on and on and on. It's just been a wonderful, wonderful discovery by Garage Logicians. And like Sherry, they take it with them wherever they go. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Did you ever think common sense would be this much fun? Joe Suchere. Hail the vase king. Hail hey, you. Oh, uh, and then she knows. No, no, I can't say that. You got caught. Although I reside in Garage Logic and the CP is a proud liberal Laker, it shall not be ignored that all wives possess the gift of gab. In fact, my GL husband is one of the guys, and he would be thrilled if I took a vacation to Liberal Lakes with C.P. Souchere or Patrick's D.A. Consider yourself warned. Beginning with the election, may I briefly remind you that our family volunteered for the brilliant Kendall Qualls. Yes, this U.S. Army vet was interviewed on GL and lost. However, when you and the GL crew joke about his appearance costing me a seat in Congress, I cringe. This fall, you guys were a ray of hope for Minnesota conservatives. The truth is, as you lamented, our fellow Minnesotans vote DFL on the ballot, yet complete zero research regarding candidates. I am disheartened. Not a podcaster, I tentatively rely on current event discussion from Garage Logic. Our conservative family remains hopeful rather than fearful, and humbly remember blessed, blessed Mother Teresa's words, sometimes we think that we don't hear God's voice, not because he isn't speaking, but because we have the volume of the world way too loud. We hope that the GL crew can turn down the volume when you gentlemen turn off your microphones. Thank you, GL crew, for going in daily. Lastly, my veteran homeschooled children and this veteran Catholic school teacher relished veteran Charles Worley's miraculous story, Stalag Luft Three, One Man Story. My 14-year-old twins, 12-year-old and I were riveted while solemnly reminded that human beings are created with strength and hardiness to survive. This morning, my younger half and I recorded the following words from fighter pilot, prisoner of war, and a great living American, Mr. Worley. He recalled his homecoming when he said, I saw Washington, D.C. 
I started to cry. It was so touching to be home again after those hard winters and starving and seeing people getting killed. And the war was over. The war was over and we were home. And God bless America. Amen. Julia, Michael, Joshua, and Mary. <coughs> Julia is a A A1 plus fan of Garage Logic. Nice. Yeah, she's a great gal. Nice. Great gal. Uh, um, and you guys, you guys, uh, 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 Kelsey... Uh, texted me the uh, various uh, uh, times when you could see uh, the Charles Worley story. <laughs> it was about, John, were you too? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I have your text up, John. I was about to do it. Tell us what you got there, Such. I don't have it in front of me anymore, but it's. Uh, I oh. think there's one today, one tonight. And I think if there's, they're getting to be odd times now, like 2 in the morning and whatever. Yeah. But all you got to do is type in Stalag uh, Luft 3. And you'll find it. It's not hard. They got a thing now called the internet. Can I uh, maybe check that out before I tune into Patriots and, or excuse me, Titans and Colts tonight? I mean, that's a big tilt in the. Let's that is the. Uh, that's a game for first factual. place, isn't it? Yes, let's, it is. Let's be factual. Stop. Let's be factual. John, go ahead. Uh, Thursday, if you have TPT Life, that's one of the uh, the secondary ones. Eight fifty-five this evening. There you go, uh, Kenny. Overnight, Friday in the a.m., TPT Life, 2.57 a.m. I don't know why these times are so weird. but uh, And then Sunday, just on Channel 2, TPT 2, the normal channel, yep. Sunday afternoon, 4.27, it'll run. There you, you go. And this, there you go. And this is, if you followed Chris's thing the other day, this is actually called Stalag Luft 111. Right. <laughs> I typed what Joe told me to do. 111, huh? Yeah, it's Stalag Luft 111. No, that's how. That's what it is. Three well, Roman I, I, numeral it's ones. I, I, yeah, it's I I. No, it's I I I. That's what a Roman numeral is. Oh, it's not the I, number. That, you know what? Then that's my fault because oh, I just told fault. Ravers put three ones in there. That's what Joe well, told me to write. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, Joe. I wouldn't have made fun of you, Chris. Yeah. I will make fun of. But yeah. <laughs> no, it's my fault. Make fun of you, Suge. Always. It's I made. <laughs> it, it's my fault because Reavers will do anything I tell him. You put anything on the board, he'll read it. Question mark. You a teleprompter. You put anything on the teleprompter, he's going to read it. The only reason I was actually put on the earth is to make fun of you, I think. Let me tell you something, Spark Boys. It's raining harder right raining. It's snowing harder right now than it did Tuesday. It's a mailstorm. It's a big big snowstorm. I guess I'm gonna get an exercise today by uh, practicing space management, edge to edge. Must be done. I must continue to set by example. Get on it. This is an example too, Kenny, where when he looks out his window. At home, you it's know, thinks it's all the, yeah, over, it's where it's all going. over America. <laughs> like you're snowing everywhere. The other day, when you looked out the window <laughs> of the office, it's not snowing. Hey, uh, yeah. Chris, look at the clock. Yeah. Wow. So, what should we talk <laughs> about next? Yeah, we're done. Okay. wants to go. That's going to put a wrap on today's edition of Garage Logic. I think that's what Kenny's trying to say. Uh, don't forget about our friends at Pod M and download that app, and you can get notifications instantly as to when today's episode of Garage Logic is up and available, whether it's spelled correctly in the title or not. Also, rate and review that in the Apple and Google Play Store. Pod MN. Listen local. The recorded version sounds better, John. It's snowing outside. I see it coming down. I guess you record a song. Christmas time in November. What's her name? What's her name? Julia. Maggie May. Maggie Johnny May. Height, are you still there? Yeah. Yeah. Whose name? The the great the Letterman had her on every year to sing Christmas uh, 
Snow Darlene or Snow? Love. Darlene, Darlene Love. God, Darlene I just love that song. Oh, God, is she good. Peace out. Ciao. Ja. 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 Ja.